I'm not a loser, but sometimes I do loser things. In the event that this fails, they'll never be able to come to me and say, hey, remember that podcast you did that didn't go so well? No, that was our podcast. We did that. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome to episode 25 of the In My Own Words podcast. I am your host, Tony R. Sanders. Happy Sunday, everybody. We reached episode 25. That's a quarter of a century. We're almost to... Uh, the 50 mark, which means we're almost to 100 mark. And I got to be honest, when I started this podcast, I wasn't sure how long I was going to do it. In fact, it was just an experiment for me to see if I would like it. And uh, I liked it. <laughs> you remember liked it? Nobody says liked it anymore. I know it's not proper English, but, you know, back in elementary school, when you liked the girl, you didn't like a girl. You liked it a girl. So anyway, welcome to episode 25. I appreciate you guys joining. I want to do some shout outs, man. Shout out to all of my Instagram followers. I hear a lot of people hit me up on there saying that they enjoy the podcast. So I appreciate that. I appreciate you following me on IG and watching the clips that I put out there uh, every day, Monday through Friday. So I dearly, dearly appreciate that. Uh, actually, I put up an extra clip this week. I think we went Sunday through Friday this week. But anyway, I appreciate all the Instagram followers and uh, all the Periscope followers. So now we tweet, we we tweet, we stream this show live on Periscope on Sunday. And so if you want to see the full video live on Periscope where you can chat with me and interact with me while the uh, video is playing, while we're streaming live, definitely check me out on Periscope at Tony R. Sanders. I appreciate uh, everybody out there in Perry land. What is up? What's up, Periscope peep? Drop a comment. Let me know that you're watching. Share this with your friends and followers. And then I want to give a shout out to all the people that listen to this while they work. I know a lot of people use this time to listen to my voice as they're getting things done and feeding their family. So round of applause to all of you guys listening to the podcast. I really, really appreciate it. And uh, I'm super excited about the next 25 episodes. And so uh, we're going to start off this episode with breaking news. some breaking news. Listen, today is Saturday because I record on Saturday. You're listening to this on Sunday or later. And today is the day I'm going to see Avengers Endgame. I'm super excited about it. Let me tell you why I'm excited about it. I'm so excited about this one because I was so upset about the last one. The last Avengers infuriated me. I was super, super upset. So I watched it in Orlando, Florida. I was actually there for a work event. And we had one free night while we were there. And a friend of mine, a dear friend of mine, a brother, I would say, said, hey, let's go check out Avengers. And I'm like, all right, cool. Uh, so we go check it out. And I left the theater very, very frustrated, extremely frustrated. But let me explain to you why. I am all for cliffhangers because I know that, you know, oh, you just don't like cliffhangers. I heard that this week. It's not that I don't like cliffhangers. I'm all for cliffhangers. I'm all for sequels of movies. I'm all for movies having content. Like one of my favorite movies is Rocky. Rocky continuation has been going on for far too long, right? Rocky is the is the the movie equivalent to a boxer that's taken one too many punches, right? And I think they realize that now they have the Creed series, which by the way, I still haven't seen Creed 2, but it's definitely on my list to see. But I, I'm not against movies stretching things out to make multiple movies. What I am against is the way that Infinity War ended. Infinity War ended in a way where it left me feeling like, oh, you stopped it there to ensure that you sell tickets to the next one. 
That was it. And I'm a business person, right? I get that you need to sell tickets. I get that's why you do a movie. You don't do a movie so that it doesn't perform well at the box office, right? You don't do a movie so that no one sees it. You just like me doing this and putting the podcast out every week over week over week. I enjoy it. I like having conversations. But bigger than that, uh, or I guess uh, just as important as that, I want people to see it. I could easily have this conversation with myself. That would be really weird. Uh, but I want people to see it. And so I get that part of it. But I think there's a way to do it where it has some artistic integrity, where it has uh, great benefits, right? You can get some sense of uh, a balance between, okay, I have closure with this section of the story, but there's a bigger part of the story that is yet to be revealed. And that's why I want to go see the next one. Right. I have closure with this section of the story, but there's more to be revealed. There's a there's a larger, uh, deeper, you know, storyline that's going on that will force me to come back to the movies. And I feel like they didn't achieve that with Avengers. Now, albeit for me to criticize Disney on making movies, I haven't made a movie yet, yet, yet. I'm going to make a movie. Uh, one day in my life, I'm actually uh, in the process of editing a documentary now that uh, we'll talk about at a later date when we're ready to start uh, putting out clips on that. But um, from a viewer standpoint, I have a lot of experience on that end of it. And I feel like there's been other movies who have done a great job of leaving us wanting more, but also having closure with the current part of the story. Right. I feel like there's other places they could have cut it off that would have made us go, oh my gosh, I got to see what's going to go happen next. And I understand what's happened so far, right? But they they did it in an impossible way. So anyway, that is a reason why I'm super excited to go see the movie tonight. Uh, but I wanted to record the podcast before I went to see the movie. Because once I see the movie, I'm going to want to talk about the movie. And I feel like a Sunday podcast, when the uh, movie premiered on Thursday, I think it's a little insensitive to people to put out material or reviews or spoilers potentially on a Sunday about a movie that just came out on Thursday. Now, I know spoilers already exist on YouTube. I know spoilers already exist on Twitter. I know that there's a lot of people that have already um, spoiled it for uh, multiple people. I saw Sean McCoy was trending. He's a running back in the NFL. He was trending for sp spoiling Endgame. And so I wanted to make sure that like I blocked all social media. I've been staying away from it. I don't want to know if it's good. I don't want to know if it's bad. I don't want to know what happens. I don't want to know anything. One of my favorite podcasts, the Joe Button podcast, I listen to it every week. In fact, twice a week, one Wednesdays and Saturdays. And um, they had a section of the podcast that you can see in the show notes that says a spoiler from this moment to that moment. And I skipped over that moment today. That's how dedicated I am to having a real experience with this movie when I see it. And so when I see it, I'm going to want to talk about it. And so with that being said, more breaking news. Breaking news. This week, we're going to do a special edition of the podcast. We're going to do a special Avengers review of the podcast. I'm going to probably record it Monday or Tuesday, and then I'll check the temperature on Tuesday. If it's a good day to release it, then I'll release it on Tuesday. Uh, you know what? I take that back. Let me do this. Let me be more organized with the way that I'm distributing uh, content. I want to distribute it in the right way. Uh, on Tuesday, I'll put out a teaser 
of uh, at some point on Tuesday, I'll put out a teaser of the video and then I'll release the full video on Wednesday. So be looking out for the video on Wednesday. We're going to take a deep dive review into Avengers. I'm going to give you my take. I already have some takes about Disney making movies. Uh, and I, I, I really want to get deep into that as well. And so this is going to be a special event. It won't count as a normal episode. Uh, it's going to come out on a Wednesday. I'm still going to give you a new episode on Sunday. This is going to be, uh, as a matter of fact, I may do strictly video and strictly YouTube. I'm, uh, this is this is like pre-production happening right now. <laughs> right now, I'm telling you, it's going to be strictly video only on YouTube. So subscribe to my YouTube channel. On Wednesday, you'll get the notification of the new video going live. And as a matter of fact, I have a goal on YouTube right now. I'm trying to reach 100 subscribers. Very small goal. Um, I've had 100 um, or more than 100 subscribers before on a different YouTube channel. With this particular channel... Uh, I'm just below 100, so I'm really, really close. And in fact, if everybody who listened to the podcast would subscribe, I'd be well over 100 on my way to 200 in no time. So I want to thank you guys in advance for doing that. But be on the lookout for an Avengers in-game official review. We're going to take a deep dive into it. I may even uh, call some people up or get some other perspectives because there's a lot of my people who have watched the movie. And so I want to, uh, one of the things that I like to do uh, outside of this podcast, I don't have opportunity to do on the podcast is, is talk to people who may challenge my views on things. I really want to do that. I want to talk to people who may challenge my views. And so you may hear some other voices or see some other people potentially on Wednesday when we do this Avengers review. Uh, for today, that's all I'll say about the Avengers. If you're watching this on video, you see I have my mug of the only person who I think won't die in this movie that I'm sure won't die. Actually, there's two people that I'm sure won't die. Uh, Black Panther will not die. This is going to be, for a couple reasons, Black Panther won't die. Uh, reason number one, that movie was so great that they got to make another one. The Black Panther movie was so great. Now, when I say great, I know there's people that criticize it and say, oh, was it a great movie? I'm saying great as in, one, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I've watched it several times. And two, the amount of money that it made. Again, I'm not I'm not numb or deaf or blind or dumb to the fact that they need to make money. And that's a that's a money making movie. And so 100 percent, he's not going to die. They need him to make another movie. Captain Marvel, who just was reintroduced or introduced to some uh, into this Marvel universe, this Marvel Cinematic Universe. She's not going to die. Captain Marvel can't die. Right. Just came out with the movie. feel like she's going to have a big role into this. So, um I feel like those two are safe. I don't have a Captain Marvel mug, but I wanted to rock the Black Panther mug. Anybody else, I'm not sure of. I have a Hulk mug, and I was going to pull that out. And I was like, nah, I don't know. Hulk may not make it through this one. And so I feel like there's going to be a lot of closure. I feel like there's going to be a lot of uh, new information. I feel like there's going to be uh, a lot of uh, uh, emotion. I've already heard one person did tell me, because I asked, that they cried, but they cry at every movie. So I don't really know what that means, but that's all I'll say about Avengers for now. Uh, we have to get into a wow award and this one is going to be pretty unique. Wow. So I have a wow award and when I do a wow award, it's for people who choose whackness over wisdom when people who know better, but they choose not to do better. And I want to show you guys a picture and uh, for you guys that are listening, just imagine a before and after picture. And we've all seen these before and after pictures, right? 
So we have a before and after picture of a guy with a pot belly on the left. And then he has some amazing but weird looking abs on the after picture on the right. On the left, he looks like he's 300 pounds or so, maybe 250, somewhere between 250 and 300 pounds. On the right, he looks like a Greek god. Now, immediately for me, I'm thinking, okay, how did he do that, right? If you guys don't know, I'm on um, mission no shirt all summer. Right now, I'm going to the gym dang near every day. <laughs> We're going to Hawaii in a couple of months, and I want to make sure that I'm not the dude on the, the beach with the t-shirt on. I'm not going to be that guy regardless whether or not my, my body looks like a Greek guy or not like this guy's, but I am going to make sure that I am uh, shirtless for the summer. And so when I saw this guy, uh, he looked ripped, right? He looked like he'd been in the gym all his life since a child. I was like, oh, I got to check this out. I got to see what he did. Well, this is where it started to get wow worthy. I looked at the title of the article and it read, Skip the Gym, Plastic Surgeons, can now sculpt belly fat into a chiseled six-pack. Oh, my God! Wow! Fam, listen to me. <laughs> listen to me. Now, there's only one, you know, you got pros and cons to everything. There's only one pro to this, and I'll give you the pro before I start digging into these cons. The pro to this is we are finally getting to a phase where we are combating this um this this plastic surgery era right i felt for the longest it's not fair for women to go and look in the mirror and say i don't like this about my body this is what the best bodies in the world uh look like this is the way that uh most people would prefer to look and so i'm just gonna change it that's not fair that's not fair, especially when you know, okay, men uh, value curves here and curves there and dimples here and dimples there. And so now I'm going to go get those things so I can be appealing to more men. And I know it's a very shallow take, right? Not all men think this way. Not all women think this way. But I think we can all agree that there's a vast majority of people that who are shallow. And at least at first sight, they're looking for the curves. And so for years, women have just been going to get the curves, the Kardashians. They went to get the curves, right? I can name a bunch of people who just went and get the curves. But where's the curves for the men? Women like muscles. You can't do that. And women like money. You can't get a plastic surgery and have more money in your bank account. Trust me, that's one I would pay for. That's one I would do for sure. If there was a Dr. Miami for finance, I would be hollering at him right now because I would make sure that he would hashtag fix my life when it comes to these dollars. But it don't work like that. But now, oh, now we're getting some equality in the plastic surgery game. We have men who are getting plastic surgery to their bellies to make them look like the most ripped person you've ever seen. Let me read you a little bit of this article. It says, actually getting your butt to the gym can often be harder than working out itself. I don't know about that. But there may be uh there may now be a shortcut for getting a defined set of six-pack abs. 
It's women all over the world upset right now. Look, men are coming. Men are coming. Equality always catches up. It always balances out. This is a new version of the hashtag Me Too. Women are getting fake hair. Men said hashtag Me Too. Women are getting plastic surgery to make their body look better. Men said hashtag Me Too. It is what it is. We here now. Uh, researchers at the University of Miami's uh, uh, Leonard M. Miller School of Medicine have developed a new plastic surgery technique called abdominal etching it can reshape the belly fat to make you look like you spend all your time at the gym now this is what i want to know if it's just restructured belly fat with some i don't know how they do a tattoo line to whatever because it, it does this guy look like he's ripped if that's all it is when you touch it does it have the same response as muscle would can you make fat tight enough for it to have the same kind of response that muscle would. I don't know the answer to this. I know, I don't know. Let me back up for a second. I've heard through people from people from people through the grapevine that when women have plastic surgery and you touch the things that they've had surgery on, they don't feel like what God gave them. I don't know that to be true. I've never touched, have not touched, shall not, will not touch uh, but I'm curious to know, do these abs feel like abs or is it like a pack of hot dogs? Is it like a pack of Vienna sausages where it looks really nice on the outside, but when you, when you touch it, your fingers can still get lost in the belly, like the Pillsbury Doughboy. Like, that's what I really, really want to know. But I have to give this guy a wow. Oh my God. Wow. It's the same for my, my, my beautiful bald brothers. I don't understand why y'all have to go out and let these people glue hair to your head. If you don't, if it don't grow out the scalp, you got to let it go. It's okay on this side. I'm a bald brother myself. This is a PSA to all bald brothers. It's okay on this side. I know you may not have the head shape that you've always wanted. Okay. I know that you may have a little skin discoloration under all of that nappy hair. But let me tell you this. Skin discoloration in a deformed head shape is way better than the reverse cul-de-sac George Jefferson salute from here hairstyle that you're currently wearing. I promise you, ask somebody who loves you, who is not afraid to tell you the truth. Would they rather you salute from here? Would they rather the top of your hairline starts at the top of your head? Or would they rather see you just go and come to the other side of the team and make sure that you get that clean shaven Michael Jordan, Charles Barkley, Major Payne, Tony R. Sanders head shave? I promise you, brothers, it's worth it on this side. It's okay on this side. Your woman will still love you on this side. Me and Michelle started dating. I had hair. Guess what? I don't know, Mo. She's still here. She's upstairs right now. So I'm, I'm making a public service announcement to all of my beautiful bald brothers. Please just shave it off. You're doing more damage than good by having the, the, the yarmulke of haircuts. <laughs> Somebody. All right, I'm done. I'm done. I'm not even going to expound on that joke because who knows where we're going to go next. Uh, speaking of where we're going to go next, I wish I could go to New York. Uh, a night ago and go to Webster Hall and see the great, the one and only Jay-Z. Jay-Z did a concert uh, Friday night at Webster Hall. He did the B-sides. So the B-sides are the the deep album cuts 
of today's time, the deep album cuts that weren't singles, but were truly, truly great records. And what I like about B-Sides is you have to be a real whole fan to uh, enjoy the B-Sides, right? You can't be a casual middle of the road fan. He can't be, you You, you can't be, um, you know, your favorite Jay-Z song can't be H to the Izzo. Your favorite Jay-Z song can't be Hard Knock Life or Empire State of Mind. Like you have to get deeper into the records and really listen to the albums to enjoy Jay-Z and go to a B-Sides concert. The, the other interesting thing is some of his B-Sides uh, ended up being singles, essentially, especially in the streaming era, because he's so great at what he does. He makes such great music that it all sounds like a hit. It all sounds classic. But he did a concert last night, and he did an uh, incredible freestyle uh, where he paid salute to uh, Nipsey and just dropped a bunch of jewels. The full, the full freestyle is, uh, I think, two minutes, two and a half minutes, maybe three minutes. But I'm going to just play you a quick clip. So now we fighting over scraps. Crabs in the barrel, but crabs don't belong in the barrel. They ain't never tell us that. So in the barrel, we gon' act like we act. We can easily get out the barrel if we stand on each other's back. Whoever gets on top, as long as they stay attached, they can pull everybody out. I was doing just that. I told neighborhood nips to stay close. A hundred million dollars on your schedule, lay low. Tell your team to be on point in the places that they go. I never dreamed to get killed in the place that he called home. Shout out to Jay-Z, man. That was a freestyle that he did from the concert. Uh, really great stuff. If you can look on YouTube and find the full version of the freestyle, he really dropped some jewels there. My favorite part of that particular section is he was, uh, we always talk about this um, crabs in a barrel mentality, especially as it relates to the black community. And um, that is a problem for sure, right? When you are in a destitute place where you feel like not many make it out and you don't know if it's going to be you or the next man, it ends up being the next man. It is, um, I wouldn't say easy, but it is um, commonplace or not surprising when you see other people from that culture or from that area try to pull them down, right? And he was talking about uh, Nipsey at that time. And so uh, really, really dope to Jay. He, he, he talked about the crabs in the barrel mentality, but one thing that we always, uh, we say that a lot, but we don't always remember is crabs don't belong in the barrel. Like, how did they get in the barrel in the first place? And that's just a deeper question that really provokes thought. And I think that's what I love the most about Jay-Z is that he really does a great job at provoking thought, right? Uh, that's what I try to do with the content that I create. One of the things that I love when I talk to people about the podcast is when they say, man, you talked about that and I never thought about it that way or I never knew that or I never looked at it that way or that's, that's a real interesting thought. I would have thought something completely different, right? That's why I called it in my own words. I value so much to be able to take something that seems uh, boring or mundane or just commonplace and flipping it on its head and make you, you know, have that that um, aha moment, that light bulb moment. Like, yo, I never even looked at it that way. That's crazy. Right. I live for those moments. And so that's what I love about Jay-Z. Uh, he he does a really good job of giving you those light bulb moments. And you just like, whoa, like I never I never would have thought about it that way. Or, you know what? That's a really good thought. Now I have to go do some research. Now I have to you know, chew on that some more to figure out how deep that goes. Um, those are the types of rappers that I like. At one point, at one point, Kanye West was that kind of rapper. 
Now, if you guys don't know, Kanye performed at Coachella uh, over the weekend, last weekend, and he did his uh, Sunday service uh, at Coachella. He's been doing Sunday service, and basically what that means for him is he gets a bunch of people together and make them dress in weird clothes, and they stand in a circle, and they dance around, and they sing inspirational and sometimes church songs. Uh, And I know for some people, that is what church is. Uh, But I'm here to tell you, as a Christian and a faithful church-going person, that is not all that church is or what church is. But I digress. Uh, Let me keep moving forward with the point that I'm making. Kanye has taken us all on a very, very interesting ride. If you're a Kanye West fan like I am, if you are um, the guy that had the book bag and the two polos on back in 03, 04, 05 like I was, you've gone on a very interesting journey with Kanye. But Kanye, he performed at Coachella. He had his Sunday service, and he performed some of my favorite songs uh, like this one. Speaking of, uh, you know, really favorite songs, there's an original version of that song that couldn't get cleared that has Lauren Hill on it. I hope most of you guys know that. But if you don't, you should really check it out. It's called All Falls Down. The album version has Selena Johnson. That's the Kanye that I fell in love with. That's the Kanye that, like Jay-Z, said some things and said, wow, I need to think about that differently. Or, wow, that's the type of energy I need to be on. That's the type of time that I need to be on. And somehow he went from Jesus Walks to and to, uh, you know, his his mother, his grandmother sitting at the sit-ins and fighting for civil rights. And, um, you know, George Bush doesn't care about black people to uh, Trump is the greatest thing that ever happened to America. I don't I don't know how you get there from I don't know <laughs> I don't know what happened in the middle that helped him get there but that's that's um I'll take the, I was going to say that's where it started to become bumpy for me I'll take that back it started to become bumpy for me when the music stopped being as good right Kanye's had some times where he's put out some albums I would say starting with Jesus that I just didn't think were that good some good songs on there but as an album it, I don't think it was that good, right? And then the last album that he put out, um, which I think is titled Yay, I don't think that album is that good, especially not at a Kanye West level. For some rappers, that's their best album. For Kanye, it's not his best album. And so we went on this weird path last summer where he is saying slavery was a choice, which I think he uh, was trying to articulate a different point and just did a poor job of articulating it. But he said slavery was a choice, uh, and then he's supporting Donald Trump and he's wearing the Make America Great Again hat and he's saying he doesn't care about all the things that Donald Trump said about black people and about people of color and Hispanics and yada, yada, yada. And it was a very different Kanye. Not to say that he can't feel that way, but it felt like he was only saying those things to market himself. He was saying all of those things, not that he believed them. Here's the thing. If Kanye truly, if I if I felt like Kanye truly believed those things, I honestly wouldn't have a I wouldn't have a problem with it. I'd be disappointed, but if that's what you believe, that's what you believe. I have friends who are Trump supporters. I don't agree with it. It is disappointing. I don't necessarily like it. I I really can't understand it. <laughs> but that's what you if that's if that's what you believe in. If I can talk, 
if that's what you believe in, then believe in what you believe in. And I'm cool with that. With Kanye, he does a very good job of making his marketing seem very slimy. Anytime he's selling us something, it's very easy to tell that he's selling us something. And he normally used some type of tactic that makes you feel uncomfortable. Right? Let's go back to the beginning. What was Kanye's first single that really, really propped off? I know the one that got him on was Through the Wire, but the one that really elevated him was Jesus Walks. Now, at this point, we don't know a lot about Kanye. We hear Jesus Walks. He's doing the dance. The lyrics sounds good. He's, he's, he's going right at the Christian culture. And it's like, okay, we accepted that, right? I saw people playing Jesus Walks at church functions. I saw Kanye West himself in some pulpits doing a little dance, you know, Jesus walking all across the pulpit. All right, cool. You listen to the album, and the album reflected a lot of the things that he was saying. No, Jesus Walks weren't, that song wasn't the only Christian lyrics on that album. The majority of that album had Christian lyrics on it. So cool. This is who Kanye is, right? And then... He goes way, way off to to some other atmosphere. And then he comes back and he starts to talk about this Trump stuff. And you have to wonder, someone who has been so uh, pro everything that Trump is, pro, I'm sorry, he's been pro everything Trump is against, or Trump doesn't seem to be for, and I won't even take the time to list off everything that is uh, anti-Trump or Trump seems to be against. They seem to be polar opposites, like you wouldn't be able to put them in a room together without something bad happening. And yet we see them in a room together and something bad happened, but not the way that we thought it would. Something bad happened in the form of an embarrassment. Something bad happened in the form of we saw Kanye get used by Donald Trump uh, as much as he's used other black people just as a photo op and a press op to say, look at my African-American. That's not my words. That's what Trump said. Right. And so. I think that seeing that version of Kanye was very, very different for me. And then the TMZ Kanye was very, very different. And the tweet storm Kanye was very, very different. And you start to see that he's talking and he's doing all these things because he has all these albums coming out. And that's where doubt sets in. Okay, so you're marketing all these things to help sell your album. You're appealing to a larger audience. You're appearing to the young white conservatives. That's who you're going after. Those are the ones that could uh, afford the clothes that you're selling for three and $400, right? Let's, let's just have a real conversation about it. Those are the people who are coming to your concerts. Those are the people that are buying your tickets. And so you're going to appeal to those people. The problem is you are, what you're doing is not a victimless crime. By you empowering something that uh, literally poses a threat to people who look like you, and I mean that in a very, very literal way, then it's not a victimless crime. You're actually hurting other people for your own selfish financial gain. Now, again, I want to separate the ideas. If he actually believes in this, fine. That's not the premise that we're working under. We're working under you're doing this for marketing. You are doing all of this so selfishly you can have monetary gain. Now, I started saying that last summer, and a lot of people didn't believe me. A lot of people didn't believe me. And then he's throwing out all these albums, and I'm saying, okay, you never see Jay-Z do this. 
You would never see Drake do this. You don't see Kendrick Lamar do this. You don't see anybody coming out with seven albums in two months. Something's wrong over there. And the albums weren't great quality of music. The best album, the best two albums out of that whole run was Pusha T's album, which came first, which, by the way, Pusha had already been working on. He hadn't released the album in three to five years or something like that. So he'd already been working on the album. He already had music. Kanye came in and just did the beats over. Pusha T's on record and saying that. So his album was already done before Kanye touched it. Kanye just needed to retouch it because he needed the money. Tiana Taylor, same thing. It had been, I think, seven years since she put music out. She had music done. She had songs done. He came back and retouched her album. She was so upset about it because she didn't hear it until we heard it. I'm saying he's showing all these signs that he's doing things that because he needs money. And it hasn't came out that he needs money yet, but it looks like he needs money. And so he's doing all these things to stay in the headlines, stay in the news, much like his wife and her family does. Stay in the news, stay in front of our eyes so that we can see this uh, great feat or car wreck. He doesn't care. Because he's going to get paid. And so the album comes out and the album flops by Kanye's standards. It doesn't sell the numbers that Kanye is used to selling. That's when he pulls off of social media. That's when he goes to the radio station in Chicago and cries. That's when you start to see the Kanye rebrand happening. Not because he truly feels a way, but because his marketing plan the last time didn't work. He swung all the way to the right side and said, I'm going to go over here with the young white conservatives. I'm going to abandon the people that put me on. I'm going to abandon the people that have, um, you know, showered me with their their dollars and their energy and their love for years to get me to this point. I'm going to abandon those people and go over here with the young white conservatives. Okay, cool, Kanye. Go ahead and go over there. Now, that didn't work because the music still wasn't Kanye level music. And now he's popping back up in the inner city. Now he's popping back up in Chicago, talking about doing great things in Chicago, standing next to black people in Chicago. And then all of a sudden, Kanye wants to go to church. And that brings me to the Sunday services, ultimately culminating into a big spot in Coachella. You see how this starts to look really disgusting to me? As a black man, as a, as a Christian just as a music fan, as a human, it seems like you are choosing different pockets of the population to prey on to benefit from their culture and to benefit from their dollars. He went over there and tried it. It didn't work. And so now he's back and he's back and he's trying to fool us with the choir and soul samples and gospel music. I would have the same energy for uh, a pastor who I feel like is only pastoring because they think the collection plate is about to be lit. Not because they have a passion for it. Not because they feel like they are called to do it. They're only doing it for the money. Because let's be frank, there is uh, money in to be made in the church at a certain level. What most people don't know is the majority of Christians, the majority of people who claim themselves to be Christians, who go to the church, uh, on a regular basis or semi-regular basis, don't give. They don't give tithes. They don't give offerings. My grandfather's been a pastor for almost 60 years. Uh, you can look up any statistic, any study that you want. The majority of people that go to church don't give. I know that the the concept, the misconception is, you know, you start to become a pastor and then you get a plane and then you get a jet and then you get a mansion and then you get gone. 
everybody ain't Creflo Dollar. <laughs> like that ain't that ain't what happened. And everybody ain't Eddie Long. The majority of the churches don't survive. But when you come in with the church where you already have a platform and you already have a lot of people who are willing to follow you in almost like a cult like way, which is what Kanye West appears to be building with Sunday service, it's very easy for you to start a church and it become very profitable and lucrative to you. As a matter of fact, you can start a church and uh, charge membership fees on a monthly basis for people to have access to the church, which is not what a traditional church does, but there has been churches in LA, which by the way, the Kardashians were connected to, where you had to pay a monthly fee to have access to the gospel, to have access to salvation, which is supposed to be free if you know anything about Christianity in the Bible. So putting all those things together, Kanye is having Sunday service. He's selling church clothes in air quotes are these raggedy clothes that he's selling a pair of socks for $50. Again, he seems like to be a capitalist culture vulture. He seems like to be a Christian culture vulture. He seems like the type that whatever he think is going to work for him from a marketing standpoint, regardless of what he feels, that's the bandwagon he jumps on. So not only is he selling church clothes, not only is he trying to capitalize off Christian culture, not only is he having Sunday service, he's also doing this. Looks like Kanye wants to start his own church now after he did a Sunday service at Coachella. According to People Magazine, he's looking to make his spiritual path a permanent one. They're saying that he wants to start his own church, and that's because of an increased passion surrounding his faith, and he wants to share that faith with other people. He wants his kids to be raised in faith, and the best way to do that is to live out his own faith. So Kanye West wants to start a church. Are you surprised? Are you stunned? Are you shocked? No, you're not. Kanye West wants to start a church. I owe him something. Oh, my God. Wow. Listen, Kanye decided he wanted to start making music at an art school. So he's put down the pen and the pad from art and started making music. And that worked out. And that was fine. And then Kanye West started, he decided, you know what? I don't want to make music. Uh, I don't want to just make beats. I don't want to just be the producer. I want to grab the mic and I want to rap too. And he had a little resistance, but he did that and that's fine. Then he decided, uh, I'm bigger than a rapper. I want to make shoes. And he did that. Super successful from all we know. And that's fine. Uh, and now he's into fashion and doing other things. This isn't one of those things, Kanye. You don't wake up one day and just decide, hmm, I want to start a church. That's not how this works, bro. Now, I'm all for any individual saying, hey, you know what? God called me to start a church. I believe God is calling me and directing me to start a church. And that's why I'm going to go start a church. I'm going to go uh, and be a minister. I'm going to go study under a pastor. I'm going to go uh, to a school of theology. I'm going to go get some type of training to learn not only about the gospel, which Kanye already told us he doesn't read books. And guess what? Reading a book is kind of important to being a, being a pastor. I don't know if he knows that or not. I don't know if anybody told him. But uh, you got to read the book. That's kind of kind of comes with the territory. Um, and if he went through those proper steps, I'd be all for it if that's what he feels like he's doing. That's not what's being reported. What's being reported, if we are to believe what's being reported, which I'm telling you I don't, what's being reported is 
he had a recent increase in his desire for faith and his desire for his family to be a part of that faith. And so his solution for that is to start a church. Kanye, how about we start with just going to church? How about we just, <laughs> how about we just join the church first? Why do, why do you jump from just, you know, from no church to starting a church? How about you leave Sunday service, which happens, ironically, at the same time that an actual church service does. Why don't you just leave there and, like, like go to church? I can recommend you some. I think Mark Jackson has a church in L.A. You can go to his church. There's a bunch of churches you can go to. How about you just go to church first? If you want to increase in your faith, there's one way to do it. Scripture says faith comes by hearing and hearing by what? The word of God. Guess what you got to do, Kanye? Read and hear the word of God. It's super simple. Christianity is, by the way. And we need to have this conversation at one point. But faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The more you hear something, the more likely you are to believe it. When you were growing up, you heard your boy, your boy, your boy, your boy, your boy, your boy so much that you started to believe that you're a boy. And then you started to see the evidence of you being a boy. Same if you were a girl. Faith come by hearing. And so if you want to have faith in God, if you want to increase in your faith in God, it didn't say faith comes by opening up a church. It didn't say faith comes by leading a flock because that's what you're signing up to do. It didn't say faith comes by taking on the responsibility of people's soul and their spiritual life. It said it comes by hearing. And so I'm not bashing Kanye for wanting to increase in his faith. I encourage him to increase in his faith. There's a lot of situations where I deal with, and I was just talking to a friend about this, I deal with in life in general, but uh, specifically at work, where I'm like, man, like if this person has some type of <laughs> like spiritual feet under their body, like if they had some type of spirit within them, uh, some type of moral compass, some type of code to live by that says, hey, you can't do that. Like, that's why that's not OK. This would be so much easier. Or if some some people ask me for advice. How did you get through this? How did you overcome that? I want to tell them God did it. Right. But if you don't believe in God or the existence of God, you can easily be offended in an answer that I'm blowing you off. Right. And so I thoroughly believe that people should want to and desire to increase in their faith. And I think that Christians are the main people that hold people back from doing that. So that's not what I'm here to do. What I am here to do is say, watch out for a wolf in sheep's clothing. Watch out for someone who is pretending to be of the faith, but not actually being of the faith. Right. You would know those who are of the faith by the fruit that they produce. And so I'm going on record now to say that so far, what we've seen from Kanye West doesn't show any fruit that would represent the type of tree that he's saying that he wants to build or the type of tree that he's saying he is, the type of tree that would be responsible for people's spirituality. I think, again, he's positioning himself to pay, to make more money, to try to influence and um, penetrate into different cultures. So that when he sells something, he can get the back end off of it. He can get the money from it, right? He's in a legal battle right now trying to get out of his contract because he's not making enough money. Everything that he's doing so far leads to this man needing money for whatever reason. And I don't know what those reasons are, 
But I just want to warn anybody that's under the sound of my voice that may be thinking about, uh, you know, going to the Church of Yay. I don't even know what they're gonna. Call, I don't even know what they're gonna call it. Uh, going to uh, Yeezy Mount Baptist. <laughs> going to. Uh, I don't even know. You know, knowing Yay would be like a non-denominational whatever church, and so um, maybe the Yeezy United uh, Church of God in Christ Methodist Episcopal Apostolic. I don't know, but just be just be aware of the people that you uh, put in charge and give responsibility for your lives, your spiritual lives. I think that's super important. And I think that we always need to keep our eyes peeled for Christian culture vultures, because from a Christian culture standpoint, we are always easy to let those people in. Easy, so easy was it for Kanye West to make that song and dance across pulpits all across America, right? So we have to be aware of that. We have to be conscious of that. And it seems like everything that he's doing is just money hungry. And for me, that's a problem, especially when you're playing with people's lives physically and lives spiritually. So I wanted to leave you guys with that. I appreciate you joining the podcast. Make sure that you check us out every single Sunday at 8 a.m. Check us out on iTunes, Spotify, and on Google. Check me out on YouTube. I'll put the link in the description. Make sure you subscribe. Check me out on Instagram at Tony R. Sanders, Twitter and Periscope at Tony R. Sanders. And I will see you guys again next week. And don't forget, special event on Wednesday. I'll see you guys soon. Peace.